In this Sikha, we're going to explore the idea of what brings us to fulfill the mitzvahs. Is it a muna or is it hasoge? Is it something that we do because we understand? Or is there something deeper than understanding? And obviously this is a very popular topic in Chassidus especially. Today we're going to learn a new twist in this idea of serving Hashem with emuna, with beyond our understanding, beyond our comprehension. It's been spoken many times that the name of the Sadra, which is a part of Torah because Minig Yisrael, something that was taken on as a custom, as a tradition by Eden, becomes part of Torah. So the name expresses the theme of the entire Sadra. We bow down as the name of the Ganse Sadra. And since it is the theme, the name of the entire Sedra, it's understood that the name alludes and re- represents the theme, the inner theme of all the aspects of the Sedra to the very last Pasuk. This, based on this, a explanation is required with regards to the name of our Sadr and Mishpatim. Em is takas de gresta telfunder Sadr. Red vegan Mishpatim vidiniyatera. True that the large part of the Parsha, the lion's share of the Sadr, is talking about the laws of Tera. At the end of Parsha's Mishpatim, it goes back to talk about Matan Tera the giving of the Torah and the preparations that were made thereto. Moshe went up to Har Sinai, which seemingly is not connected to Mishpatim. Mishpatim are the laws of Torah, and the story of Matan Torah is, is not related to the Mishpatim aspect of Torah. Mishpatim, as we know, that there are Eidos, Chukim and Mishpatim. Chukim are those mitzvahs that we were not told the reason for them. Eidos are those mitzvahs that we were told the reason that they represent something, like Shabbos represents the fact that the Eidos created the world in six days, or Matzah, Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim, etc. And Mishpatim are those mitzvahs that are sensible, logical, things that we would have technically have known without the Torah being given to us, and many societies actually incorporate many of those laws in, into their rules, such as do not kill, do not steal, etc. Is it move on? So this is the Achanas to Matan Torah, was very detailed in the Messiah from the Sadra, is given to us, was even the Nasa, or Nasa and Nishma, in other words, part of the preparations to Matan Torah that are discussed in the end of Parshish Mishpatim is the fact that he even said, Nasa, we will do, or more so, Nasev and Ishma, as Eden will unfolgen, Nasev the Mevishter and the Eden will listen and follow the instructions of the Mevishter. Unoch Eides they first day Nishma, and even before they get to understand the reason why, Nasev first first will do, and then Nishma they will understand. 
an item was is behebech von teichen von mishpatim mitzisichlius, which is contrary to the concept of mishpatim, which is logical, rational mitzvahs. Kum dachos, as the siyum has said, it is nit nor an inyan shayna, nor ech an inyan hafchich von mishpatim. So our first part of the question was that mishpatim does not seem to include matan teichin, because it's two different ideas. Now here they seem to be incongruous. Nasev in Ishma means to do something without understanding the rationale. And Mishpatim refers to rational mitzvahs. So they seem to be opposites of one another. And this is not just about the story of Matan that is related at the end of the Sedra. But also some of the dinim, some of the laws discussed in the Sadra are also questionable how they fit in under the umbrella name of Mishpatim. Amongst the dinim and parts of Mishpatim is the, is the din, do not cook a kid in its mother's milk. Thus, basar b'chalav is nitkim itzvasichlis narachayk, do not cook a kid in its mother's milk, we are taught is the prohibition of cooking or for that matter, eating or having enough from a, a, a mixture of milk and meat, which is not a rational mitzvah. It's a chayk, it's a statute. It's one of those mitzvahs that the Abishter did not tell us the reason. So, side the mitzvah of Bazar B'chalaf, and side the whole story of Matan Torah seem to not be connected to the name Mishpatim. And therefore the question is, why is the whole parsha named Mishpatim, including these uh, uh, details that seem to not fit in under the name Mishpatim. So in those days we're going to try to suggest a reason. We're going to say that we want to bring out the Mishpatim come from Sinai. But even though they are Mishpatim, they are rational mitzvahs, nevertheless, they originate from the Abishter just like any other mitzvah. That's, that's the uh, suggested reason for those days. And the words Rashi points out from the Medrash, from the Drasha of Chazal in Mechilta, that the fact that it says usually you don't do a vav, especially in English, you don't do an and at the beginning of a sentence. If you say the vav connects it to the past. So the vav of the beginning of Mishpatim is connecting us to Yisrael. Yisrael was, was the Aseres Adibris. So the Medrash says, Ma'ar just like Aseres Adibris came from Sinai, Af Misinai, also these mitzvahs, the Mishpatim, even though they're rational mitzvahs, nevertheless, they originate from Sinai. And we know the inner, the deeper explanation in this teaching of Chazal, as af elu oich di mishpatim darfen mekayim zaynit norval hazeiz mechayev dem seichel, der seichel, norval zezayn and misin etzvim fenevishten. It's not just about where they originate from, but it's about how and why we fulfill them. And just like the Aseris Adibris are being fulfilled because the Avishter commanded us to do so, because we heard it by the, from the Avishter at Sinai, so to the Mishpatim, even though they, they make sense, we're not doing them because of their logic, of their rationale. We're doing them because the Abishta told us to do them because they come from Sinai. That's the deeper meaning of Af Elomi Sinai. Not only that they come from Sinai, but we fulfill them because of the fact that they are commanded by the Abishta. 
we could have explained why in our Saturday, which is named Mishpatim, it tells us the story of the fact that the Yidin said Nasev and Ishma that they accepted to do the mitzvahs without understanding or before understanding. Including the Yisra of Basar B'chalab, which is not part of the Mishpatim. So we could say like this, their meat is the Teireh Meramis, the Teireh is indicating to us, as Eich Mishpatim, Zaynin B'pnimi Yusam V'Basar B'chalav, Hecher from Tzeichol Chukim, that also Mishpatim, on a deeper level, go beyond rationale, and are, in a sense, Chukim, statutes, mitzvahs, that are beyond reason. Therefore, they too need to be fulfilled with Kabbalah's oil, with acceptance of the yoke of heaven, meaning to say, doing them for the sake of doing them. Because it's a decree of Hashem. So, since we touch off Elohim Sinai, that it means that we have to fulfill them because they come from Sinai and not just because they make sense. So, maybe what the Torah is doing is putting some of these. Nasev uh, and Nishma aspects within Mishpatim to remind me that Mishpatim have to be done Nasev and Nishma because Hashem said so and not just because they make sense. So that's a suggested explanation. But of course, not a sufficient one. Over in Emes and Kemen Azen Izdagin, you can't say this. For two reasons. Aleph in Mechilte Izdagin, Michilta brings a second opinion as to regards as to where the Mishpatim came from or where, or where the Yidin were when they were told the Mishpatim. Our, the Medrash Rabbah Mishpatim only brings this opinion. And later in the, in the explanation of the Sikha, we're going to explain the deeper understanding of the Machlekes between Rashi and the Medrash as to the ori origin of, of the Mishpatim. Rashi, as we said, Oizbeiz, brings the Drashus Razal, the Mishpatim come from Sinai. The Medrash Rabbah brings from the Mechilta as the Eila Mishpatim b'mora nemru. That Mishpatim was tell, told in Mora. Mora is the place where the Yidin were before they came to Har Sinai, where the water was bitter, and, they, 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 and therefore the place was named Mora. But this is before Matan Teira. Was laid der de Kumto. He says, as Mishpatim Sinai. So according to that opinion, we would not be emphasizing that Mishpatim come from Sinai because they don't. They came from Morah. Which brings us back to square one. Why is Mishpat, Why does the parsha named Mishpatim include things like Nasev and Ishma? But more importantly, even according to the opinion, which is Tzutishol Mikra, that Mishpatim come from Sinai, Vibal der Nomen von der Sadris doch Mishpatim, Muzman Zogin, as the Hadgosh and Darvzain, if them, for Zezain and Mitzvah Sichli is Mishpatim, who need the roof of Zezain and Sivoyim is Sinai Chukim. If you wanted to emphasize that the Mishpatim are also Chukim, then name the Parsha Chukim. From the fact that the Parsha is named Mishpatim, seems to imply that the emphasis, the emphasis here is on the fact that they are rational mitzvahs. Not on the fact that they are mitzvahs that are beyond seichel. Thus haste, as from them was the ganze sedre, right, ungeru from mishpatim, from the fact that the whole sedre is called mishpatim, they are from a daik zayn, 
If we have to bring out, we have to point out, not like this explanation that we just tried to give, that mishpatim on a deeper level are actually beyond rationale. Not punkt farkent, but just the opposite. Eichter iser from baser b'cholav unachmer eichter klolis dikin inyan from nasa nasa v'nishma is the pnimish dikatechem mishpatim. From the fact that the name of the parsha is mishpatim, this would imply just the opposite: that even baser b'cholav and even nasa v'nishma, which seem to be beyond logic, in truth, on their deeper level, are mishpatim, because the name of the parsha is mishpatim. Mishpatim is a name, a name defines the essence, or a name defines the content. So if the content includes things that are not Mishpatim, from the fact that the name is Mishpatim, this would imply that on a deeper level, even those things are actually Mishpatim. So of course we have to understand what is the connection between Nasev and Ishma, between Basar B'cholov and Mishpatim. The next Oish is going to discuss the juxtaposition of Yisrael and Mishpatim. In fact, the Mishpatim and all of these laws come right after Parshish Yisrael. We have to understand why, because the Lechera seemingly seemingly the more uh, a, a novel idea the Chiddush, which means something that we wouldn't have known beforehand. What did Matan Teira introduce to us? Seemingly, it would be more the mitzvahs that are mishpatim, that are chukim, and not mishpatim. For two reasons. Well, Aleph, mishpatim will magedavt apitin mitzat chiyuv sichli. Eich ondem tzivu Yashem. Mishpatim one will have to fulfill even without Hashem's commandment because they make sense. Like the Gemara in Yuma uh, uh, it says that even if these even if these mitzvahs were not uh, told to us, were not written in the Torah, they should have been written anyway because they make sense. especially according to the Ramban, as the Dinin that when you talk about seven mitzvahs in there are seven mitzvahs that were given to the entire world. One of the mitzvahs is called dinim. So usually we explain that what does dinim mean? Dinim means court, a court system. As to establish a, a, a system of laws, checks and balances, to make sure that people follow the society that they're in. The Ramban holds that when it says dinim, that the Neyak were commanded on, on dinim, it doesn't just mean a court system. The Ramban says that this would include many other aspects within dinim, such as stealing, cheating, paying your workers, shamrim, when you entrust someone to watch something for you, um, seduction or non-consensual relations, uh, uh, damages, uh, uh, borrowing and lending, business, uh, commerce, all of these things that are uh, 
a huge part of Tera. In Rambam, it's it's Nezikin, Kinyi, Mishpatim, Shaftim. It's, it's, there's, there's a whole slew of halachas and Tera. Says the Rambam, this is all included in Dinim. That basically, all of Bnei Noyach, they were all were all commanded to follow this way before the Tera was given. So many aspects of Mishpatim, Yidin were already commanded on them, commanded for them, to them, to do them, even before Matan Teda, as Bnei Noyach. Because their fire, he adds here in the brackets, because their fire is Matan Teda given to Fayele Devayel Arsinai, whom Vayel Daber Elikim is Kaladvarim Ayele Lamer. In an eighth from the Chala Am Royim as a Koilis, Royim as a Nishma, those haste is Galus Elikis, which is the Gamri Hakam Sechaladim. Therefore, the Matateda it says that the Amister came down on our Sinai, which we'll talk about soon. That the Amister spoke these words, and the Yidden saw there was a revelation that was beyond the Sechaladim, because that was the Chidish Matateda. The Chidish Matateda wasn't the, the logical, rational mitzvahs, it was those mitzvahs and those, those commandments that supersede rationale, that you have to have a whole gilu yalaki, a whole revelation of Hashem to, uh, trans- to, to give them over to us. If that's the case, in the first thing that, seemingly, the first thing that we should be taught after Matan are the chukim. And the Eidos, those mitzvahs that are a unique uh, uh, contribution of Matan Teda. And there you see these mitzvahs express what Matan Teda introduced. So why does the Teda introduce Mishpatim right after Matan Teda? Things that are seemingly secondary to the big Chiddush of Matan Teda. It's true that according to the opinion that the Mishpatim come from Sinai, they have to be here so we should know that they come from Sinai. Even in that period, it says also these are from Sinai, also the Mishpatim. Chukim and the Yedos are erased from Sinai. That's what Sinai really came for. Mishpatim also from Sinai. But if, if you have to choose what should come first, what should come first are those things that are erased from Sinai. Those things that are primarily from Sinai. Mishpatim are also from Sinai, okay. But let them come after the Chukim. So this is our question, the question of Eizdalad, a little bit of a long-winded question. But the question is, why is it that immediately after Parshas Yisrael, immediately after Matan Teira, the Teira begins with Mishpatim, which seemingly are not the main thrust of why the Teira was given. And the question is intensified. The Fiyan now. As in Parshas Mishpatim, Gufa Bam Sima Sadr. And the end of Parshish Mishpatim, like we said earlier, it discusses the time period during and before 
before and after Matan Taira, Beis as the Din in Fanas Kalas Vereva Sedre, then in Gizaki, Varun Sumesha, the Pirish Nasi Espeter, and according to Rashi, that these Mishpatim army Sinai, then they came after Matan Taira, after the discussion and the story that is being told over in the end of Mishpatim. In the Mem Yoim, was Eris given of Arsinai, when would have been told to Moshe Rabbeinu? Moshe had to go back up to Arsinai in the day after, after, after Shavuos. And then there were 40 days in which the Abishar taught these halachas, these mishpatim to Moshe. And then Moshe Rabbeinu came down to teach them to the Yidin. Kumtois, as the Dinim from Ve'ela mishpatim to Gleich Noch Sipramatim Teda, Stein in Teda Nitlet and Seder Azmanim. So then the chronology here is, is off. Because you have Matan Teda, then you have the Mishpatim, then the Teda goes back to Mishpatim, to, to, to Matan Teda. If the Mishpatim came in Sinai, then they should, have, they should have been at the end, after we finish telling the story of, of Matan Teda, which is at the end of the Parsha. For sure, if the Mishpatim came in Mora, then it's for sure out of order. Because the... You have Yisri, which is Matan Tater. Then you have the Mishpatim, which were from before Matan Tater. And then you go back to Matan Tater, the end of the Parsha. So the question here is, not only does Mishpatim not fit in after, after Yisri, because of its theme, because Mishpatim are not the main Chiddush of Matan Tater, but the, even in chronology, even chronologically, in the chronology of it, the, 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 it, do, it doesn't follow. You know, if at least you would say, Hashem told, Moshe told Mishpatim before he told Chukim, that's why he comes first. Okay? So, so he's telling us in the order that it happened, but here the order is off. For them, Alam is movement. Here's the summary before we get to, to the, the final question before the explanation. So here's the, the, the summation of, of, of where we're holding. For them, Alam is move on. From here we, on, we can deduce three points. Alam. Even though the Gili of Matan the revelation of Matan was not primarily the idea of Mishpatim, as we've said before, that the revelation of Matan was something that was beyond Seichel. For this nevertheless, the whole concept and idea of Matan is expressed especially in Mishpatim. And that's why it has to come right away. Conversely, But there is another layer of Matan that you reach after Mishpatim. Gimel over Dosgufe is a prat in the meaning from Parshas Mishpatim. And that second level that we reach of Matan that we reach after Mishpatim is still part of Mishpatim. It's not in its own parsha. it's not in the next parsha. It's still part of Mishpatim. So in other words, we have Matan then Mishpatim, and then Mishpatim includes another layer of Matan And of course, we're going to have to explain what this all means. And Ois Hay is going to, before we get to the explanation, and you see the same thing from last, last week, Parshish yesterday, in the structure of these sikhs that are a little bit different than the, the, the sikhs of the halakim that we learned last year, is that the, uh, 
the questions are, are half the sikha. Half the sikha are the questions because in the questions themselves lies a, a, the foundations that are ultimately going to give us the answers and the new beautiful, fascinating teachings that we learn in these sikhas. So in say we're going to introduce a, a very fascinating teaching from the Shalah Actually on Parshas B'Shalach that's going to help us understand that there's two layers within the fulfillment of mitzvahs and within our relationship with Hashem. We'll understand this by introducing the explanation of the Shalah and the Pasik, which is in Oz Yashir. This is my God, and I will beautify him, I will make him beautiful. And the Kovi, the God of my father, is and I will exalt him, I will lift him up. Which this teaching of the Shalah is brought by the Fridic Rebbe in the Sikhs. This is a quote from the Shalom. And he says like this, When it's my God, It's my God, Because of my knowledge and my comprehension, I learned about it and I understand it and I internalized it. Then he touches the Anveyu as two words, It's him and me. He and I, the Avishter and me, the Yid, are bound together, or cleaving together, we're one. Because the knowledge is grasped in my heart, it becomes part of me, and therefore when I know Hashem, we become one. But when my knowledge is not because I understand it, it's something that was passed down to me, tradition. Then he's the God of my fathers. He's my God because he was my father's God. And the fathers, my ancestors, passed it down to me. Then I will lift him up. He is above and aloof from me. And I am distant from it. It is something that is concealed in my heart. In other words, it's there, the connection is there, but I don't feel it. And therefore it feels removed and aloof. So that's the taj of the Shalom Elakei of the Li. If it's my Avishter, I learned about it, I understand it, I feel it, I become one with it, then I'm one with Hashem. If it's only mine because it comes from my fathers, then he's talking my there. But it's it's a little bit removed from me. It's ufkeben. Thus haste as in So now let's let's make let's interpret this on a practical level. And he says like this: In addition to the emuna, the the, the faith level relationship, that comes something that was passed down from father to son, or person to person, that there also has to be knowledge. Faith in Hashem, something that I can't understand, it only allows my feeling to be of the, uh, my feeling of the Eivishter to be in a way of Ram that is removed from me. 
Therefore, he feels distant from it because it's on something that is only deep in his heart. However, but if you could reach a level where you understand and comprehend and you reach it, you connect to it. Zakeli, it's my Abish there, something that I connect with. Then you could have a more personal relationship with the Abish This is what the Pasik is, says elsewhere, know the God of your fathers. It's not enough that the Abish there is the Abish there of your father, of your fathers. It has to be something that is yours, something that you understand. So that's the teaching of the Shalom. Emunah is one level, but what's much more important and much more impactful on the person is the Yediyya Mitzada Asaga, when you can understand the Abish. And then we move on, but we have one question on this. Late in Pirish from Shalom, according to the Pirish of Shalom, that the Pasuk of here is telling me it's not enough to have a Munah, you also have Hasage, understanding. But their Pasuk, it has stayed in the Fakert and Seder. And the Pasuk should have been in the opposite order. First, talk about the Kayavi, which is the Munah. And then Zakeli, which is Asaga. Because the starting point is the basic emuna which is being passed down to us from our fathers, our parents before us. And then comes the higher level where we understand the Abishter, we learn and we understand. We should also be able to understand something in Elokus. In, in, in as the Shalom himself says, in addition to that which the emuna is established in your heart because it came from your ancestors we also have to know something because you understand it so obviously the hasaga part is the second level so the pasuk should have seemingly started out with the emuna which is and then said which is the second and higher level the level of understanding so maybe we can explain it according to what we know. That even after we you, you carry down the amuna, to carry, you carry down the amuna in a level of understanding. There's another layer of amuna. There's always going to be amuna that's beyond your understanding. But when we bow the Abishter is Ainsef, since the Abishter is infinite, is vi heich mekende geich mitasaga as high as 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 deep as far as you'll reach with your level of comprehension. That in alamo faran madregis in elokus zanecher for nasaga. There's always going to be higher levels that are beyond your comprehension. Vuch mekendem and normit amunah, which could also be grasped, which could also be taken, received, on uh, 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 and. And accepted with a munna, only with a munna. And thus is the kavana. So let's just suggest, and that's why it says in the say that's the intent in the order of the pasuk from pasuk zakeli van veyu and the nachal akei avi varimenu to have the amuna after the after the hasaga, 
The Chiddush has Eich Nach the Rabbi the Pesach Kedi Van Dei Vasaga to introduce the idea that even after you 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 do the Avedah of understanding Musa and the Nidim for the Lekayav of Reimen Amuna, you have to also be Amuna afterwards. So maybe that's why the, the that's why the Pesach is written in that order. As is Avner Chalshnit Glatik, but this is not smooth. Glat, Glatik means smooth. This answer that you want to give is not a sufficient answer because it's true that there's a Muna that comes after understanding. But everyone is going to agree that a Muna comes first. There might be a second Muna after the Hasaga, a second level of faith after the level of understanding, but before understanding, there's for sure the basic faith that you're raised with, that you're, bo- that, that, you're, that, that you're born with, and that you, before you get to understanding, you already have. The emuna in Elokei which is something that came from the Abis, the verse is in Im, the emuna in Elokei verse in Im is the nochter da zekeli. There is the first, there's the Elokei and only afterwards comes uh, the Again, the, the first Amunah is a Lekeyavi, that was comes to your parents, and only afterwards comes the Zekeli. So it's true that there is another Amunah, but why are we ignoring the first Amunah? So the question that we had is, why is Zekeli coming before a Lekeyavi? Why is Hasaga coming before Amunah? So we wanted to suggest that there's another Amunah after, after the Hasaga. There's another Amunah after the understanding. But it still doesn't answer the question why the Amunah that comes first, the Elekei Avi, that which is coming from the ancestors before us and being given to us as the, at the entry level, why is that not mentioned in the past? Seemingly a totally new idea that is unrelated to Mishpatim. We're going to see how Dafke this is going to answer our Mishpatim question. So in other words, in, in, in short, we ask the question, what is the connection of Mishpatim to the parts of the Parsha, such as Nasa Nishma and Basar B'cholam? Why does Mishpatim come right after Yisrael? Seemingly, we should have focused on the Chukim. The, that seems to be the bigger Chiddush in Matan Torah. And now we have to understand what is the Pasuk teaching us here about Emunah, uh, connecting to Hashem on a level of Emunah. And then connecting to Hashem on a level of Asaga of understanding, and then another Emuna that comes afterwards. What are all of these levels, and how do how does this idea of Emuna and Asaga of faith versus logic? How does that help us understand the Parshas Mishpatim and the various different messages that we're taking from the Parsha? The beer and here comes the beer. The tachlis from matan is that the bittul agzeda ben agel yenu v'tachtayim. The ultimate purpose of matan as we know, is the nullification, the deactivation of the decree with regards to the yenu v'tachtayim, the the dwellers of the upper worlds and the dwellers of the lower worlds. That the lower ones could rise to above, and the ones above could rise can can descend. Down below, and this will bring the connection between the uh, the upper and the lower. We're not trying to, to to break 
the existence of the lower one and turn him into an upper one, into a, an above one. But we, what we want is that staying in the state of a one below, he should be connected to above. Not he should become a dweller of above, he should remain below and be a tachten. But as a tachten, connect to above. And, it's go, and to emphasize this nakuda that we don't want to change him, it rather. But we want to connect it. He's going to, the next couple of paragraphs, he's going to emphasize this nakuda. The nakuda that we don't want to change the tachten. We want, we, 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 in other words, to uh, change his existence, change his definition and turn him into an alien. But we want him as a tachten to be connected to the alien as a as and a dweller of the lower world to be connected to the above. This explains why it's not enough that the, the, uh, uh, the ones above come down below. came down Not enough. Also that the ones below should, uh, should ascend to above. The medrash starts with the ascent of the ones below. Before the descent of the ones above, even, even though in actuality, first the Avister came down on our Sinai, and then and later he told Mesha to go up, which was in Parshish Mishpatim. So even though first Hashem comes down and then Mesha goes up, Nevertheless, the way the Medrash teaches it, the Medrash teaches that first the ones below go above, go up, and then the ones above come down because the Medrash is emphasizing that it's not enough that the ones above come down, the ones below have to go up. Why? The fact that the ones above are coming down below, are descending to our world. That's what they're doing. That's what the ones above are doing. As the Medrash says clearly, that the Abister initiates this. Therefore, the, the, the extent of its impact on the lower worlds is that it, that it could nullify them or take away their existence. Especially those of the Yidin. As it says in the Pasuk, they trembled. They began to lose their existence. The people uh, shook, they trembled, and they stepped back, they stood from far. And from the whole world was affected by this. The whole mountain, the earth itself shook, trembled. The whole world was affected by it. Even the birds did not chirp. And the whole world was silent. So when you have only that the ones above are coming down below, this is an overwhelming experience that takes away the, the existence of the ones below and they lose themselves. But in order to ultimately fulfill the ultimate purpose 
as welt als metzius von atachten, so sei mechuber um yuchud medel yenim, the world, the world, in the state of a, of a one below, should be connected and unified with the worlds above, a der chibur ken ufkiton veren nor durch der avedas atachten asmei, this, for this you need the impact, the, 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 the work, you need the avoider of the one below. As the Tachtonim, they should ascend to above. This is a very important detail. What we want over here is not to take away the Mitzvah of the Tachtim, the existence of a lower, of a dweller in the lower world. We want that as a Tachtim, as someone who dwells in the lower world, we should connect to the Elyonim. And for this, the Tachtun has to do his own avoidance. It's not enough to rely on the Elyonim coming down to our world, but we in this world have to lift ourselves up. Leader Gisa, on the other hand, there had to be first the introduction, the initiation of the Elyonim coming down. says that the Abister started. Because the Tachtainim, they need Kaya. They need, uh, they need to be given the, the power to be able to rise above themselves. So there needs to be some level of Bittl first. So first you have which causes a Bittl in the Tachtainim. And then the Tachtainim uses use that bitul as the strength that they need to lift themselves up. But only they, the Tachtainim, can lift themselves up by themselves. They cannot rely on the Elyonim to lift themselves up. So, we have this very famous Gzeda, Bitul Gzeda, that's discussed in many Sikhs of the Rebbe. Here the Rebbe is focusing on the fact that the Bitul Gzeda is not meant to change or to deactivate the mitzvahs of the Tachten and turn them into an alien. But we want Dafka that the Tachten should remain a mitzvah and as a Tachten connect himself to the alien. And that can only be done through the Tachten's Aveda themselves. They cannot rely on on the Giluyim, on the revelations that come from the the, 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 the higher worlds. Now in is going to connect these two in your name of the Giluyim that come from above and the Tachtoinim the Avoides Hamata the work that the, that the lower uh, uh, worlds do and it's going to connect those, with those, those two ideas with the two ideas of Amuna and Hasada. Serving Hashem out of understanding, which is basically coming from from within us, from the Tachtin, and serving Hashem through Emuna, which is like a Gilu Milamayu. These two in Yonim of Elyonim should come down to this world, and the Tachtin should go up to the higher worlds. These are the two of these are in each individual person are the two avedas of emuna and the understanding of seichel. Emuna comes not through the shadlos nigi from the mother of guf. Emuna does not come through the efforts of the person. Nor does gitman min milamayla. It's given from above. Or the belashnus sigdin as shalakavale ish mipiyish as the shalak writes. It comes down from person to person. 
Even when the emuna illuminates, is illuminated by the person, it's shining, it's alive. And because of that emuna, he's fulfilling the will of Hashem. This does not connect him, does not unify him with Elokus. The person, the person remains removed, distant from the Abishter. Because the, what's compelling him to do this action is something that's not part of him, it's something that was placed upon him. But when the person toils and works hard to understand the Lakus, that comes from within the person himself, from Zain Mitzis, from his own existence. Then this affects that his existence, his person, should become one with Hashem. He and I, the Abish and Hashem, become cleaved as one. On the other hand, is the Amuna, you can't skip the Amuna. You need the Amuna as the foundation and the introduction to the Aveda with Seichel Knal as Yenim Yedu is the Adamatatakrim Yadu, like we said in the previous ways, that first you need the Abishtah to come down to this world as a to create a bitl, and that bitl is in a sinas kayach. Because if you're just relying on Seichel, and you're just relying on your rationale, then you may make mistakes. There's Sheikha from Abbas Atzmai, the bias of his own self interests. Can cause that the seicho should not reach the truth. It has to be built on the foundation of emuna kabbalah which will protect it that the seicho will stay consistent and truthful and on the right direction. But emuna by itself is not enough because with emuna you can't truly connect. As one, because it's not something that's coming from within you. So we see a very beautiful parallel between Al Yenim Yedul Tachtenim and Tachtenim Yalal Al Yenim and Emunna and Asaga. That Hatachtenim Yedul Tachtenim Yalal Al Yenim is the main avoda here, but it has to be it has to come first. It has to come after Al Yenim Yedul Tachtenim, and so too. You have the main uh, Aveda is Aveda Samata, which is expressed in Seichel, but it has to come after the foundation of Emuna uh, in the Abishta. The meat is moving the Seder of Arsius, and now we can go back and explain the Seder of Arsius. Parsis is in the Nach Parsis Makpatim. Yisri is the Parsis of Matan Teda, does what's the Gemma Gibbon Melamila. Well, Yisri represents that which is coming from above. And that's when the Yidin, it was accomplished by Yidin, the revelation of Emunna, which is expressed in the Bittal of the Yid, as it was in practicality, they trembled. But once you have this revelation from above, now begins the main Aveda of uplifting. The ones below, to accomplish the oneness of the creations of Hashem as they are in their own Mitzias and connect them with Hashem with the Lukus. 
Mitzvah Sichlius. And that's the idea of Mishpatim. The rational mitzvahs. As Chachmosi is Baruch Lake Tzichop and Seichon Nivra. That a human intellect should be able to comprehend the Abish's wisdom. Bizes Vertzvish is a Yichud Nifla to the point that this incredible oneness is accomplished. And the Abish's wisdom permeates the entire person. And through them, feels sich uis der mechuvan von Martin Taylor as a zweder chibur von all yene mitachtaydem. And this is the ultimate purpose of fusing together the spiritual and the physical, heaven and earth, the ones above and the ones below. So mishpatim is not just like we thought before, something that we didn't need the Taylor for, and something that's understood al piseichol, and maybe even comes from Mara, which we'll still get to. Mishpatim is how we take Torah, how we take Har Sinai and the Gilu Milamayla and we personalize it because we can understand it. And all of a sudden, our mind, our brain is comprehending the Abish's wisdom. And this has the most incredible impact on us that it makes us one with Hashem. Now let's go back and explain the Machloikis if you will, between Rashi, who brings the Medrash that Mishpatim come from Sinai, and the Mechilta that says, the Medrash Rabbah, I'm sorry, that says that the Mishpatim come from Mara. He's going to say it's not a Machlaikis, it's just two levels in the Avoidim. This will also give an explanation uh, on a deeper level uh, on the difference between the Drash and the Messina. Which since Rashi brings it in his Pirush on Teir, it's clear that this is the Pirush that is consistent with Pshat, with the simple understanding of the Pasik. Which is obviously beyond Pshat, that Mishpatim come from Mara, but before Matan Teir. And explains like this. The learning Pshat symbolizes the person at the beginning of his journey. When he's at the beginning of his journey, he has not yet reached the level of understanding Elokus or Elokus affecting his emotions. He should have love or awe of Hashem. Then Seichel is not enough. The fact that his seichel tells him that he has to fulfill certain mitzvahs is not going to work. Because his animal soul is still in control. Therefore, his approach has to be these things come from Sinai. That even rational mitzvahs have the same strength, the same power as the Sezadibris. Which were given at our Sinai, with a whole sturim, with a whole commotion, the koilus, the with with thunder and lightning, etc. Was the rasmat and teira kipeil the mayachad kalam, which this commotion, this tumult of matan teira is what affected the people that they should tremble. Was given for etzitet, and on given the egni yashusum etzias, they trembled, they got frightened. And it affected their very essence, their very existence, their ego. And to give an example of how this would be emulated in the person's Aveda, 
is the Inyan from the Elam Yagis Adni Tatebi Yitzara, which is what it says in the Gemara that a person should always get his Yitzharim angry at his Yitzharim. But the Gisrei and the Rugza for Nefeshelikis, the screaming, the shouting, and the anger of the Nefeshelikis on his Nefeshabamis, Nemtim Durchon and Vertinis Batal, it penetrates him and it loses himself. When you, when you scream at the Nefesh Abamis, he gets scared. So in other words, sometimes you can't rely on your Seichel. You have to use this, this uh, I told you so, this, this command, this uh, uh, a strong control that you have to take over the situation. And that's why at, on the level of Pshat, we say, We're not looking at the Seichel. We're looking at the, the, the fact that we're coming from, from the Gilu Milamayla. When you reach Drush, Medrash, which, which in this teaching represents a person that's already somewhat accomplished in his learning Torah. That he can be misbeated, he can contemplate understanding things, he could reach Ava his, his emotions have been affected by this. Then, quite the contrary, when there are mekayim zayni mitzvahs from mispatim, I feel a need to uncomfortable We have to fulfill these mitzvahs without relying on the yargis. To the to making to the anger, to the kailus of brachim matan teira, to the hoo ha, to the commotion of matan teira. Nor a darv zayn, nor a darv zayikayim mekayim zayn mitzadem as b'moron namru. The says v'al zayis mekayim zayn seichel. Even if you say that this mispatim came from before matan teira, they make sense. Yeah, the the seichel tells you to do it. So once you've accomplished something in your level and you're not dependent on this gili malamayla to keep you on the straight and narrow, all of a sudden you can employ your seichel and say, the reason I'm doing this is because it makes sense. Because at this point in your aveda, your seichel is not dangerous or not as dangerous as it was when you started out. And therefore, Fart Yisrael comes first. When Agam was like, Echlet Medrish, as they say that a parish is free, a parish is in the Nakh parish Even the Medrish that says that the mitzvahs came, Mishpatim came from Mara, still, the say that a parish is, are Mishpatim after Yisrael. Because even if you're relying on your Seichel, it still needs the foundation, the basis of emuna, because without any emuna, the seichel, even when you're further down your journey, the seichel is dangerous. However, according to this opinion of the Medrash, it's just the foundation that is based on Kabbalah's oil in Sinai, and the fact that it came Elamayla, but the actual implementation of the mitzvahs is because of Seichel. That's why Mishpatan has to come after Yisrael. But, according to the Medrash, which is referring to the person on a higher level, Mishpatan is Memora Nemru. It's not coming from Sinai. It's coming from Mora. It's coming from Yisrael. So based on what we explained in the previous Ois, Ois that first you have a Gilu Milamayla, and then you have the Avedu Mitzad Hamata. First you have the revelation from above. And then you have the Avedu that the person does by himself. This, this will explain these two opinions. The first opinion that says Misina is talking about that you're doing the mitzvahs because you're being forced to from above. 
he, uh, 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 because of the commotion and the noise that cause a bittle in the person and he does it with Kabbalah's oil. And then afterwards comes the, the, the next avoider, the avoider that comes, mitzad Haseich. Now before we go to explain what happens after Hasagah, in Eishud Aleph, he brings in what, you know, sort of a side point that strengthens and emphasizes this Nekuda, the Nekuda that Mishpatim have to come from the person himself. This will also explain what the Rambam teaches. The Gemara has a discussion. The Gemara says that when a person refrains from doing something that is Asr al Pitayra, person shouldn't say, I don't want to do it. It's disgusting. Okay, a person should say, I want to do it. But the reason I'm not doing it is because the Ibis doesn't allow it. My father in heaven decreed it upon me. Which seemingly is a, is, a, is, a, is a level, I'm not doing it because, not like I change. I all of a sudden don't like it because it's awesome. No, I as in the person that I am, I still like it. But I, I'm bottled to the Abish there. The Abish just mitzvah and I don't do it. Says the Rambam, that this concept applies not in the Yom Fulchuk. Only applies to Chukim, those mitzvahs that don't have, that, that the reasons weren't given. But when it comes to Mishpatim, if a person is looking at food, not kosher food, person should say, I love it, it's delicious food, it looks delicious, but I can't eat it because the Avisha told me not to. But a person should say, I want to kill, I want to steal, the person shouldn't say that, because that means, that means he's, uh, he's not a mensch, that means that his midas are, are, are destructive, are violent. So the Rambam says that when it comes to Mishpatim, things that are rational, things that are logical, a person shouldn't say Efshi. I want to do it. So the question is, seemingly Chassidus tells us, that, let me mention this at the beginning of the Sikha, that even when it comes to Mishpatim, they should be done not just because my Seichel tells me to do it, but also because it's the Abishter's will, just like a Chayk. So the Chayda, why shouldn't, the, when it comes to Mishpatim, I should say, the reason I'm refraining from this Mish, from this, uh, a rational mitzvah, or mitzvah that I'm not allowed to do, is because Hashem told me so. Now the beard is canal, but now we can understand. There has to be a foundation of accepting upon ourselves the, the, the will of Hashem. We can't rely solely on the person's logic or feelings. And more so. If we're going to rely solely on Seichel, then it'll miss the whole thing that, that, that we're connecting to Hashem. That everything that we're doing is, is based on the foundation of an Hashem. That the Abishter is our Abishter. So you're right that the Yusoyed, the foundation has to be Kabbalah's Eil. Is the kavana from mishpatim as adi mitzvahs on durchnem mitzvahs But the ultimate goal is that the mishpatim should penetrate and permeate his internal kaiches, his personality, his feelings, his thoughts. 
But therefore, the person has to be not just because he has to, because obviously, God's not like us, the Amos demanded it. But a person has to change himself, has to transform himself, that even in his own state, he should be a Moiz Berah, he should be someone that is that, that evil is abhorrent to him. And it should call out an inner scream of, I don't want to do this. It's not, it's bad. And I am a better person. I'm a changed person. And I don't want to do this. So now that we understand, based on what we explained, that even though everything has to be based on Kabbalah's oil, but there is an advantage and an ultimate purpose in serving Hashem with, with Seichel. Now we understand that when it comes to a mitzvah, the mitzvah of Seichel, a person say EFC. I'm a changed person. I don't want to do these things. Not just because Hashem told me I'm not allowed to do it, but because I am transformed. Because my seichel tells me that I should be that I should be this kind of person. So it just so this ice emphasizes and strengthens this nakuda of the uh, of the uftu, the greatness, the advantage, the accomplishment of seichel. Because when we serve Hashem with seichel, albeit on the foundation of Amunah and Kabbalah's oil, we serve Hashem with Seichel, it changes us. It makes us into a different person. It changes our Midas, it changes our Seichel, it makes us into a better person. And because of that, we can connect to Hashem on our level, which is a huge accomplishment. In Ois Gimel, in Ois Yudbeis, it's gonna take us that after all that, there is another level. After we reached Seichel, and we're serving Hashem on a level of Seichel. That that it's Anivahu, that it's me and Hashem together. There's still a higher level. Yud Beis. Although we just explained at length that there is an advantage of serving Hashem by knowing with comprehension. Because through that, there can be a oneness with the Avatar's wisdom. Since, however, the person's seichel is limited, is finite, is moving. So it's understood that this bond with Hashem is limited to the the reach of the seichel. But the whole idea of the connecting the above and below is that even those levels above that are beyond the person's comprehension, even those that are totally removed from rationale, from, from the person's intellect, they too should somehow bond with the lower levels. And again, we don't want to the, the lower levels to lose themselves. Not as a deal, but they should remain as a tachtain and yet connect and be permeated with the elyonim, with the ones above. So the so so avoid is not done yet because the tachtain already transformed themselves to the point of the fa- of that is connecting via seichel to chachmasi is but after the says chachma. What about all the levels of Elyonim that are beyond the Seichel? 
Das ist der Chiddush in der Melekei This is the Chiddush that after Zakiyavimenu comes the Melekei Avi Varimimenu. The Amun was not the Kabbalist Pipiyish. Was his Agdom to the Zakiyavimenu? The Amun that's coming from our fathers, from our ancestors, which, as we said at length, is the foundation and the preparation to serving Hashem with Seichol. Is not coming from the person. Coming from above. Therefore, it's not something that impacts the, the existence of the person, the state of the individual. And therefore, it doesn't fit in to the Shira of the Yidin. It's because it's not something that they accomplished, it's something that came from above. So they have nothing to sing about. You don't sing about uh, other people's accomplishments, you're singing about your accomplishments. So therefore, the Amunah that comes from above doesn't get included. That was our question. Why don't we mention the first Amunah, the basis? He says, without mentioning it, because it's not coming from the Yitzhavayit, it's coming from the Zamin. But once you come to the Avayit, which is through Seichel, where you're becoming one with the Amistus Chachma, he and I are bound, are cleaving together as one. Bees in ein suda, they are included in one word, the anveyu. It's one word that includes anivahu. Then it could accomplish that even those levels that are beyond this comprehension, they're so high, they're so lofty that they can only be received in a level of aloofness. Of faith, nevertheless, they don't take him, they don't break his his existence. Nor this idea that he is aloof, that he is removed, it still uh, encompasses his existence. Because since his existence has become one with the Lakus, it does it doesn't lose the Mitsias even when the revelation is higher than the vessel. Even if he can't comprehend what is what the higher levels, it still doesn't break it. Thus is the Azbara Abdem was to see him from Parsons. This explains why at the end of Mishpatim comes Nasiv and Nishma. Even before that, there's the Din of Asvachalov, which is a chukah, a supra rational mitzvah. Because once you have Mishpatim, once you have the oneness with the Abis there that's based on Seichel, that in Eich di Chukim, bees Eich that inyan for Nasev and Nishma un Matan Teira, then the supra rational, even the very idea of Matan Teira where we accept the Abishta on a level of Nasev before Nishma, before we understand, they become in their Bechina for Mishpatim, they become like a Mishpatim in the same category as Mishpatim, say Nemen Durchmetzias Adam, they permeate the person, they affect the person on a level that he is not overwhelmed by it, but he is. Affected by it, doesn't lose himself, but it uplifts him. So now we have answered all of our questions. If we go back to the beginning of the sicha. 
And we asked the question, we said, in the, en in the end of Oiz Gimel, we said that from the fact that the name is Mishpatim, it means that even the Chukim are really in the level of Mishpatim. We just explained that. That once a person reaches the Aved and that even when he goes higher than Seichel, it still doesn't break him, it's not Mevatalim, but it actually permeates him, it becomes part of him because he himself has already changed himself from the fact that he unified his Seichel with the Eivish Teshachma. Then, with the end of Eizdalad, we concluded that the Inyan of Matan is expressed specifically in Mishpatim. Although, after Mishpatim, there's going to be another Matan level of Matan but a Prat in Mishpatim. Now it flows beautifully. First you have Matan then you have Mishpatim, which is drawing down Matan into Seichel Adam to connect the person as a Tachtain to become part of Matan And once you do that, then you could reach to the higher level of Matan those things that are beyond Seicho, but now they're still included in Mishpatim, that even though they're beyond Seicho, they're not Mevatel. They don't overwhelm and break the person, but they uplift and permeate the person because the person has become one, the Anveyu. This explains the Shalah. First you have Zekeli v'anveyu da'aveyu mitzad ha'seicho, which makes you one with Elokos. And then you have a Lekiyah you reach an even higher level of Elokos that is beyond Seicho. Now let's bring this all down a little bit to us. Shame because it's been against Matan Teda Bechlau. It's free here. Come parsha. You said the Gilim Milamai Lovas is Hecha from the Sius. The Nochev Tachan Veda Sa'ado. Parsha Mishpatim. Just like we said this in general with regards to the whole giving of the Teda. The first you have to have Yisrei, which is the revelation from above that is beyond the person's Mitzvah, beyond the person's existence. And then you could have Mishpatim, which is the Aveda Sa'ado. When in them go for the Mishpatim itself, you have two levels. You have two levels. First, you have the rational mitzvahs, which is based on the foundation of Yisrael, which is the Amunah, the first level of Amunah. And then you have the second level after the Mishpatim. You have Chukim, Un Matin Then you have the supra rational and Matin then comes the Mitzvahs of, then, then comes the Chukim within Mishpat, Parshas Mishpatim, the higher level of Teda, but in a way that it permeates the person and not breaks the person. Yes, let's take this whole lofty idea and bring it down practically to us. The same evolution, if you will, the same uh, Seder is with regards to the revelation of the previous Atayda of Chassidus. Friyer is given the Gilim and Teres Chassidus Haklolis. First came the revelation of Chassidus Haklolis, the, the Chassidus of the Baal Shem Tev. In an eighth of us, this was beyond Seichel, this was before we were able to understand the, 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 the teachings of Chassidus Alpi Seichel. Vidas is Nizgalik Vandurch and Baal Shem so the, the, first you have the revelation of Chassidus HaKlalis as it came from the Baal Shem Tev, which the Ikerat Gashi is given after Minyufan Amunah. Where the main emphasis of the Baal Shem Tev was the Amunah of the person. Spoke to the simple people, he, he, he woke within them a spark of connection with Hashem. Where 
we know that the Ethan of the Baal Shem Tev was a bit sadic with his emuna would give life to everyone and even if even if the person himself was a tzaddik, he was be'emunah, so he was all about be'emunah. So all about the deep internal connection with the Ebishter. But the ultimate purpose is, the chassidus should permeate the person, should penetrate his existence, should change him. Zayn seichel. And his seichel and his internal faculties, his heart, and his emotions should be affected by chassidus. Then came the Alter Rebbe, who revealed chassidus Chabad, Chachma Bino Das. Was Eretz Arab Kitragi chassidus and Chabad Shevenefach, which the Alter Rebbe brought down chassidus into the person's intellectual faculties. As Yedder is always can and understand that anybody should be able to comprehend chassidus. These to Tuchnem is a ganze mitzias to the point. That it should permeate and impact his entire existence. And he brings out here in the brackets, and thus is the Asbari in the word from the Ravni Varditchuk. And this is the explanation in the, in the saying of Reb Levi Yitzchak of Varditchuk, which we actually mentioned in the Sikha of Yitzchak in Chelek Yud. All of us, all of the students, the disciples of the Magid of Mesdich, we all ate from the same bowl. Under Litvak, the Alter Rebbe had sugenumen di Berchuske, Smetna. But the Alter Rebbe, who was known as the Lithuanian because he came from Lita, from Lithuania, he took the cream. He took the fattiest, the juiciest, the creme de la creme. What, what, what did he get that the others didn't get? But the Inyan from Teres, Chassidus Chabad, Firtzich Uzdan, Mechuven, and Alphagil Teres Chassidus. Because Chassidus Chabad is what leads to the ultimate goal and purpose of that mishpatim, rational mitzvahs, rational service of Hashem leads, is the ultimate purpose, brings you to the ultimate purpose of, of, of Matan Teira. And so too, Chassidus Chabad, understanding Chassidus and allowing, you, you're allowing your person to be transformed by learning Chassidus, this Changes. This is the ultimate goal of the Gilech Sinasaklavis. Started out with Amunah, with touching the person on a basic level. But then ultimately it has to do, it has to change the person. And through having the comprehension in the Lukus that a person becomes one with Hashem. Then when you come to the higher level, like it says that the ultimate knowledge is to know that you'll never ultimately know. Is the more you learn about it, of course, the more you realize that you can never ultimately know. Even those things that he thinks he understands are really beyond his understanding. That a person, that even those things that are beyond the seichel, even whether things of the seichel understands that it's beyond seichel, or things that are never even entered into seichel, it remains on the periphery of a seichel, it's beyond something that he can even comprehend. Nevertheless, it's still something that he can connect to, it's still a mishpatim. And through toiling and understanding Taylor, 
specifically in Chassidus Chabad, if we can understand Chassidus, he's been zeichet to learn to Rosh Hashanah, then we will merit to learn to Rosh Hashanah, but the limud bedzayin and the of Ben-Riyah, which then we'll be able to see. See explains a whole new sight, represents a whole new level of understanding. It will be able to see in we are as a basar will be able to see the gilui of elikus. That's the ultimate ultimate level that be that even the inyanim that are beyond our seichel will ultimately into Rosh Mashiach will ultimately come down into our seichel. So what we what we take away in the kitzen nimritz is that you have three levels. You have a Munah, then a Munah and Kabbalah soil. Then you have connecting to the Ebershel Piseichel. And then to know that that is not the ultimate, there's a higher level. But once you reach the Ebershel with Seichel, you're able to reach the higher levels also. And in a way that it, it impacts you without breaking. That's why you have first Yisrael, then Mishpatim, then the story of Matan because first you have to have Yisrik, Asayis and then you have to have Mishpatim, Seichel, and then you could reach to the Nasa that's beyond Seichel as well.